You are listening to Kingdom Faith, where we focus on the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. I'm Phil. And this is Ben. And on this week's episode, we talk about commitment. And we have a very good friend of ours, Scott. Um, He's a big mentor of mine that is going to be on this week's podcast. And he's he's been at New Life for a long time. So I'll let him kind of chime in and and just tell us who he is and, and what he does here and maybe... You know, just uh, the roles that he's played here at this church. So, Scott, take it away. Okay, well, I'm Scott Thorne. Um, I've been with New Life now since we started. Uh, when we first started New Life, we would have Wednesday services at our house along with the youth group meeting there. And then on Sundays, we would meet at uh, another person. Has, there are a couple that helped start the church uh, over at their house on Sunday morning. So, yeah, it has been quite an experience. It's been great growing with New Life and and expanding what I've done, you know, the things that I do here and the, all the, the things that I've learned. So it's been a good experience. Scott, what, what was it like riding the dinosaurs to church every Sunday morning? <laughs> well, it's been a lot better since we've gotten cars. Yeah. The horse and buggy was a bitter, bigger step, but the, the cars have just made it so nice. Yeah, I can't imagine. Well, Scott, uh, could you maybe... If, if you don't go into super detail, that's okay. But could you kind of talk about like what you were doing those first couple years and then maybe kind of talk about like how your role has developed? All right. Um, well, the first couple years after we got things moved into our uh, first uh, location on State Street there, um, I was doing mainly the youth and, and helping out with all that stuff. We'd have youth group uh, after... Wednesday services and then on Sundays before regular Sunday service was so it was it was a, a lot of work it was fun the youth group started out I think with like six kids and then uh, by the time I quit and moved on to do other things we were running about 16 or 17 on a regular basis so it was fun working with the youth um, then after a couple of years I started doing a few other things uh, doing some of the administration type stuff helping Jimmy out with a lot of that stuff. So that's basically the first two, first couple of years. And then we made a couple moves in that time. We were upstairs, moved into the upstairs, and then moved downstairs and had the whole building to ourselves. So a lot of physical work and mm-hmm. planning for those things. So. so so, what do you do here at the church now? So what are some of the things that you do now? Okay, I'm the I'm trustee, uh, mm-hmm. one of the trustees here. I also, I'm one of the deacons now that we have two. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's a good thing. After Sunday, mm-hmm. we ordained another a deacon, so that was great. Um, also, I do the treasury work for the church and the ministries, um, and then whatever else administration <laughs> stuff that needs to be done that Jimmy doesn't want to do. or <laughs> <laughs> Anything that our lead pastor doesn't want to do, Scott gets yeah. to do. <laughs> that's, the, that's the role of Scott. Mm-hmm. Um just uh, before we get into some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about, I met Scott, it's probably been close to 10 years now, I yeah, think, probably down yeah. at the meal ministry um, here that's part of New Life Ministries. And, you know, Ben, you know, brought me to the meal ministry. And, and I just knew from, from day one that, that, this, that this guy, Scott, liked to serve. He loved to, to serve down at the meal ministry. He you know, he just seemed like he loved to do it. And 
as a kid, you know, you don't see you, that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to you because you want to be out doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. Going out and feeding people seemed like every day to me um, didn't seem like something that I would really want to do. But then you got Scott here that was doing it, you know, not every day, but every time I go down there, I, yeah. he was there. You know, he was kind of doing those things. So that's sort of when I met Scott for the first time. And, you know, he's been just a big mentor, especially on the serving side of things. He has a servant heart. And I know that, you know, whether he he won't boast on himself because that's just, (laughs) he's just not like that. But he knows how to serve and he loves to do it. And he knows that he does it for not himself, but for for God. Um, And that just shows off of him. So, are you married, Scott? Yeah, um, been married coming up on forty years this wow. uh, October. So, wow. <laughs> how does Deb do it? I don't know how she puts up with me, but she does, and I'm I'm fortunate for that. <laughs> we have uh, two two uh, girls. I don't know what their ages are now thirty something and twenty something, <laughs> and four grandkids. So, it's been been quite a life experience so family keeps on growing yeah i doubt i think it's probably gonna stop for a few years now though (laughs) slow slow down a little bit i know that uh your daughters had their their kids pretty close together yeah Um, yeah the the grandsons are the older and they are five months apart and then five years later the two granddaughters are three months apart so yeah let me ask you a, a question scott um out of all the things that you've done, and you haven't mentioned, I don't think, even close to some of the things that you've done here at New Life, which one of those do you think was maybe the most difficult or is the most difficult? Good question. Um, if you told me that at the beginning, I would have said being youth leader was the yeah. most difficult. <laughs> but, you know, as you get new challenges, um, those all change. And I think right now probably the most difficult one from a personal side is probably being the deacon. That's mm-hmm. the toughest one to, to put your arms around and, yeah. and do. I know it, it's a service position and I, and I, you know, that's one of my spiritual gifts, but mm-hmm. it's a tough one because you have a lot of interaction with other people and they need to interact with you. And I guess that's, that's the tough part for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, there's so many different kinds of people, so many, so many different responses, and I'm sure yeah. you've probably gotten a lot of different responses out of some of the people you know you try to interact with, try to to greet when new visitors come in. That's sort of your role a little bit, also. You know, on top of other things that that when you know a visitor comes, they they feel welcomed and yeah. and they know who we are and they want to come back, and and that's sort of one of your kind of roles here at the church too. And everybody's different when they're coming in. They're coming in with with a different situation that you don't know off the bat. So I'm sure, yeah, the deacon role would be a very difficult one. But like you said, in the beginning, you know, you would have said youth. Yeah. I think a lot of times, you know, wherever we're at in the church, it's just always going to be difficult sometimes. Yes, it is. It doesn't really matter what it is. You would probably say yourself that, oh, this is the most difficult part because this is what you're actively serving in. And ministry is hard. It's hard to be, to be faithful. Yeah. 
And yeah. Along with that, oh, I cut you off, Scott. <laughs> along with that, just the idea that, Scott, you were there at the beginning of New Life and, and you struggled with the other founding members as you built the church together. And then you you built the youth group. And then you got moved into other leadership roles. So it's like over the past 20 years, you have been building up different aspects of this church and then handing it off to other people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think, I mean, I know you gave your answer, but I think that would be the hardest thing because yeah. you can look around and see this church and see your handiwork everywhere and it's god's handiwork at the end of the day exactly yeah still just handing off these things that you helped to start yeah that that is very tough because you can start working on stuff and then you get to the point where you've got it down and you're you're Mm -hmm. you're going good you know and then and pastor comes and he says, I think it's time for you to move on to something else. So it's like, oh, no, I just got done with this, you know, and I don't I like to see it fail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know, when doing the, the mill ministry, being director of that for 11 years, and then I think it's time we need to have you do something else, like be treasurer. Okay, I guess that's that's what I should do, then I'll do that. <laughs> So yeah, be, switching from the director of the mill ministry and going into the, being the treasurer is a little bit difficult because I didn't know any of that stuff before I started. So, you know, I did my my own finances, but doing finances for the church and yeah. the ministries is another thing and all the legal things. That, and I still don't know. I'm still learning that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's an ongoing, ongoing thing there. Scott, I wonder with all that in mind, like, how do you stay committed? like to new life or to doing your personal responsibilities over the course of years how do you keep going um for me i guess it's god kind of tells you you need to be committed right Mm -hmm. if you're if you're going to be part of a church you need to be there and and through that experience you're going to have all your ups your mountain tops and your Mm -hmm. valley lows and and you go through those, but keeping the faith is the best thing that you can do to stay that commitment. You got to realize you got to have life's going to be up and down all the yeah. time, whether you're coming to church or not. It's going to be up and down valleys, and you just deal with that. So it's the same way with church life. You have to stay faithful, stay knowing that you're going through these experiences for reasons, and just remember he it's his it's in his plan, and that's what you have to keep yeah. continuing to remember that yeah definitely and in the end you're going to know that being committed and staying faithful it's going to be rewarded at once at some point in time yeah. Yeah. So, you know other if it's through life itself and or in the end when you get to heaven so yeah exactly that, that's the thing you got to keep in mind the most is mm-hmm. yeah this is temporary that's permanent so i think a lot of times you know it's it's easier to, to be faithful, you know, to a church or to your own spiritual gifts and the things that God's called you to when you're heaven focused. When you realize yeah. that, you know, the you might not get the rewards that you want or, or that, you know, you might even deserve here on earth, but you know, you're not home yet. You're not in, you're not You're not done until you're, not, you're done. Yeah, you're not you didn't make it to heaven yeah. yet. And that's where that's ultimately where we receive the eternal things, the things that aren't just gonna fade away, you know. 
a check's nice here on earth. We need, you know, money and, and, and we even need encouragement and those types of things, but it won't ever come in comparison to the things that we'll get in heaven. So I think that's a huge, a huge piece to being fully committed to a church is, is being heaven focused, home focused. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, with some of that, you know, what, why does it mean so much to you, Scott, to be committed to new life specifically? Like, what what is it about new life that you? Why have you served here for, for almost going on twenty years now? Yeah, not a lot of people can say that about anywhere. Well, being part of the founding of the church has been one thing, you yeah. know, and and the other thing is you, whether it's this church or any church, you want to be committed enough that you're making a difference for that church, mm-hmm. right? You want the church to grow. You want the people to grow inside that church. And that's the biggest thing that kind of drives me. You know, I got I got, jotted down a couple of notes here. Mm-hmm. And being committed is like, you know, there's two things to that. There's two parts. From a personal side, you know, once you commit to a church, you're going to grow spiritually within. That's going to drive you to grow, right? Mm-hmm. So you become vested in that church. And then once you become invested, you're going to want to become more active in it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to just help with your serving and it's going to help with everything else that you do in your life, too. Yeah. Then on the flip side of that, from the church standpoint, the church is going to grow because now you're helping it grow you're vested in its purpose and you're you're going to grow with the church as it grows being committed also means that you shouldn't just be coming to church that's important Mm -hmm. but you need to be involved you need to serve so you know just coming in sitting down in the chair and or in the pew in this case in our church and listening to the service and going home you need to give back you need to give back to that church that you're learning from. So yeah, it's not it's not what your church can do for you. <laughs> it's what you can do for your church. Yeah. I don't exactly. think that's the only time Ben's ever used that. To it's probably it's probably no. <laughs> yeah, you know that, and that's that's a huge piece because you can. I feel like you can lose it if all you did was come in the church, sit in the pew. Get, I, get I know your, I would. Yeah, get your message and leave. And, and yeah, you know, you're a part of it. I get it. But there's a whole huge difference when you're actively serving with whatever church that you're in. But you're fully committed to advancing the kingdom through wherever God, wherever God's called you to, mm-hmm. whatever church he's called you to. Um, and I remember a moment where I was painting one of these walls out here. And I just kind of praying while I was painting. And I asked God, I said, you know, you know, why am I doing this? You know, I was serving. I was, you know, I was, I was out here painting, you know, but it didn't feel right. Like I was just in it to, to get the, the handshake or the pat on the back or, or to get the thank you. And, and I just remembered then that, um, you know, he, he, God told me that, you know, you, you're not doing this for, for yourself. You're not doing this for, for even even you know Jimmy or Scott or, or all the other mm-hmm. leaders that um, are here, you're doing it for me. You're doing it to glorify me. And um, I remember that changed my whole outlook on serving in the church. And that it's much more than than yourself. That it's other people. And I think that's a huge part of churches in general. A lot of churches are that focused. And when you 
kind of get on that that same page with your church, you're not only helping your church, you're helping the people that your church helps, you know, yeah. like. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a good thing about the serving part. It, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It's that you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you can serve it. You know, people say, well, I don't have any talents. Well, can you come in and sit at a desk and take phone calls? Or, you know, if you get visitors, greet them. I mean, servings can be any part of many things. That's tithing. You know, that's a, that's part of it. Yeah. Um, teaching a class. It it. There's so many ways that you can become part of the body, of, yeah. of, you know, of the church that it's important because we need the body to continually grow. We need yeah. more than two hands a lot of times. So yeah. ser- serving, if you can be a third hand, that's even better. So <laughs> the, the church body looks very weird. Yes, it does. It's got so many hands. So three many feet. <laughs> so Three-handed <many> church. <laughs> um, you know, you, you've been here for... For like I said, going on twenty years, and you know, you kind of look back sometimes. I think and and think about all the people that you know you you've helped under help them understand who God is in your life, and then hopefully they get it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's at least for me, that's the biggest part. That's that's what kind of you know motivates me to keep doing it and you know you're not going to get all those moments or anything you know you can you continue to serve because that's what we're called to do Mm -hmm. but those moments i think god allows you know a lot of times maybe at the meal ministry i know we just me and you have have had a lot of encounters with people that were on their their last leg they they didn't know where to go and they didn't have a ride to a certain place and and you know we were willing to do what we could. Yep. You can't do everything, and I think, I think everybody knows that who's listening. Um, but there's always at least something that you can do, and you know you need to share the gospel. You need to you know mm-hmm. share what God's doing in your life. And I think with with 20 years of experience serving God faithfully, I think maybe those moments come a little easier. Or do you think it's just as difficult? I think it's still just as difficult, yeah. I, I think, anyway. Yeah. Um, but it does come, you know, just by doing it, it's going to happen. Yeah. If you're out there serving, you know, uh, if you're serving and you're humbly serving and you're doing it the right way, yeah. that in itself, that commitment to serving others is going to be a testimony for you in a mm-hmm. very silent way, but one that shows what a true Christian should be like. Yeah. So. And I think you know, maybe that's a lot of the the disconnect with the people, the unbelievers, the worldly people and, and Christians is maybe, you know, they just don't see a whole lot of Christians actively serving God with their whole heart humbly, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that in itself makes a huge difference mm-hmm. when a Christian is, is not going there for, for any self-gain, but they're going there to 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 help to serve to to do what they can um i think like you said that it's something silent or small but it speaks pretty loud yeah to the unbeliever and and to to those who are around you yep so so scott you know why does it how how can you continue to remain faithful and just not give up because there's a lot of people who who kind of just give up on the church kind of just walk away and say oh it's just too hard yeah i think a lot of it 
can be brought on by your own attitude. Like you yeah. said, they mm-hmm. they get they get yeah. tired or they think, oh, this is not worth it. Well, that's being kind of selfish, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, thinking what you're getting all out of it, not mm-hmm. what you're putting into it, and yeah, what exactly. others can get out of it by doing that. So that's always the thing that I keep in mind and try to remember as if I start getting some doubts or whatever, you know, thinking, oh, I don't, I'm tired of doing this again, you know. <laughs> um, just remember what the effect is and what my responsibilities are supposed mm. to be as a Christian for the non-believers and for our other, you know, members of our church. Mm. Uh, it takes all of us and we got to work as a team. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if that answered the question you were asking <laughs> there, does, but because it, I don't think we can be. It's hard to remain faithful a lot of times on your own. You can do it. Mm-hmm. And God gives us the strength to do it. But this is why we're part of the body, mm-hmm. exactly. so that this hand can can help the other foot. You know, kind of help each other to to do you know whatever purpose God's called your church to do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it is. It's the fact that you're doing it and you're helping each other do it and that's a huge piece but you mentioned something in the beginning about you know how you know a lot of times you know you'll be doing something and you'll get it down you'll get it perfect and you know then Jimmy's like oh I think it's time for maybe someone else to step in and you move to a different spot what's that like because not everybody gets to experience that and not everybody some people get pretty angry when that happens yeah. How do you not get angry when when maybe it's time for you've get you've gotten a little bit older and it's time for someone maybe younger to to slip in to grow in that position or whatever it is? How do you how do you do it? Uh, the biggest thing for me is I think about okay somebody else needs to experience the same things that I've experienced. They need to grow in the same ways that I have grown. Mm-hmm. So that gives another opportunity for somebody else. And that means there must be a need for me to go somewhere else yeah. to do, to fill that need. So that's how I, you know, handle that, that situation. Cause I realize that, you know, like in this case, pastor Jimmy, he's a, he's the guy who knows what needs to happen to fill the need for the church. So you have to respect that part of it, you know, <laughs> Uh, and, and, and like I said, it's a challenge in, in itself for you to maybe learn something new. Yeah. That will expand your your knowledge and your experience and what's going on. So that's that's the way I look at it. Uh, and, you know, the first time, it's like, darn, I didn't want to quit yet, you know. <laughs> no. But uh, it must be, that's okay. Because mm-hmm. you, you hate to see what you've built possibly fail. Mm-hmm. And you got to give the other person a chance to do that either succeed or fail yeah so and they're you know they're gonna learn regardless of however it goes and, yeah. and hopefully grow through it and and the toughest part is to not is to just to let go that's yeah. the toughest part of that is when you're switching positions you got to just let go of what you had mm-hmm. and let that other person be responsible for it yeah and i mean we, we we're talking about it but that's a hard thing mm-hmm. like there are people who have caused conflict who have gotten mad and angry because they don't want to let go yeah and like what we're saying what we've been saying i think that that is a very good thing that you can do like when it's time to move on to the next thing just being able to let it go and do the next thing whole hog yep because at that point, you better move on or you can't do both of them at the same time a lot of times. No, because I think one 
isn't as good as, as the other when that happens. And I think the Bible is pretty clear on on serving, not serving two masters because mm-hmm. you just can't do it. You can't mm-hmm. put all your heart into to two things as you could with one thing. And I think that's a lot of times, you know, yep. you, that's why you, you, it's very difficult to do. Yeah, this isn't, this is one of the more difficult things I think that happen in a church that can cause splits and, and things like that when it, when it's time for a person to move on to another spot, but they just won't do it. Um, and, and hopefully they have this, this kind of heaven focus that we're talking about with being committed because, you know, that's how, you know, I, I, it would be so easy for me to just give up, mm-hmm. to throw in the towel. Say, I'm just not going to church anymore. I'm just not doing it anymore. And, you know, you, if I did that, you, you have to think what the cost is. If I was just to leave and, and kind of do my own thing or just maybe not leave, just, you know, sit in the, in the pews and not serve anymore. Um, what's the effect of it? Cause there's always an effect. Mm-hmm. If you stop serving, even if you don't, think that your role is huge the, the, the thing the service that you do is is big i know scott sometimes have done has done things out in let's say the spotlight where everybody can see it but you've done things not in the spotlight the things you do now are not mm-hmm. in the spotlight as much as what maybe there was when you did youth or or the meal minister or some of these other things it's kind of hidden but you continue to faithfully do it because you know that there's an effect there's not only a physical effect like if you didn't pay the bills <laughs> we wouldn't know what to do here we'd be we'd be having church in some boxes or mm-hmm. back at the back at your house again yeah. um, and we would do what we had to do if that came that happened but yeah, you know that the service part of it is you got to do all those things it takes all those things to make a business run it takes all those things to make a church run. Yeah. So we need, no matter how big or little or small you think that service is, it still counts. Yeah, and it, it all still counts. Yeah, and it affects something. You know, you're, you coming in here and answering the phone, that lets someone else be able to do something. Exactly. Something just yep. that small allows, you know, for more work to get done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the more people that serve <clears throat> little things, do little things, the more work gets done in the long run. Man, and, and it's spreading it all out. Yeah. You know, that's the big big thing, too, is it's helping with everything else that goes on. Yeah. It gets you involved. That's the biggest thing. To stay committed, you need to be involved. Mm-hmm. And the more you can be involved, the more committed you'll be. Yeah. And I know with, with, with you, Scott, <clears throat> you've, I think you've probably been involved with just about every ministry to a certain extent in yeah. the church. And not to say that you're called to be, let's say, you know, involved in the children's ministry, but it also lets you know um, what it's like. What's it like to, to serve in the children's museum? What's yeah. it like to be treasurer? What's it like to, to do these things? Is is this where God's leading me? Is this, you know, some of these things that are, that are thought process, you know, like making floats for the parade and, and all these different things that, you know, you just don't think about. There's right. so many things that you can fully commit to mm-hmm. even just small things it doesn't matter like building a float for vbs you know even if you weren't in the parade and you helped build it that's great as long as you yep. if you did it with the right heart you did it to 
to to show God's love. You did it to so that kids would come and and they would know God's love. There's so many things I think a lot of times we just don't focus on, and that's kind of why it's so easy to give up. Yeah. You know, when you don't think of these long term effects and you don't think of the eternal effects that it can have, as simple as as like we're saying here, you know, building a float so that maybe a, a kid would see it and they would come to VBS yep. and they would know Jesus. There's so many kind of do- that domino effect and, yeah. and it starts with the first domino and that's you, you know. Yeah. It starts with the first domino and you got to be the one to, to start falling over so that they all they <laughs> so, all uh, start falling over. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Because that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about building the kingdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Setting up dominoes. Making them fall. <laughs> so if that if that's what your church does, set up a domino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of do you have any final thoughts for anyone who might be struggling <clears throat> with being committed to a church? Yeah, I, I guess I I do say that I will say this. <clears throat> if you're out looking or if you're you know, struggling with your church, the the thing to think about is there's no there's no perfect church. Mm-hmm. The, the church is filled with a lot of flawed individuals, and everybody's not going to be perfect, and the situation is not going to be perfect. You're never going to find what you're looking for for 100% of what you need or you think you need. So, the only thing that you got to remember with that is, regardless of where you're going, the only perfect thing in that church is God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Just keep that in mind. Amen. So our weekly verse this week is Hebrews ten twenty four, and it says, "And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching." So just a reminder that this is a podcast brought to you by New Life Ministries. Um, if you'd like to give, you can give at newlifeministries-indiana.com. All right. Well, that concludes this episode of Kingdom Faith, Scott. Thank you for being thank on the you, episode this week. I know this isn't your your cup of tea, um, but we're happy that you're able to, to talk about it. Well, thank you for inviting me. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Scott didn't build this podcast and hand it off to us either. He so did not. If it fails. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> but uh, just joking, Scott. Uh, as always, if you'd like to leave us a comment or a request for an episode, you can reach us at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. Remember to look us up on Facebook and give us a like. And thank you for listening to Kingdom